0: You are now listening to the Podcast. Hello,
1: welcome back to the Where Johnny Podcast. We are cascading through the episodes at this rate, and we're back recording your your joy and annotation I'm back with the amazing Thomas Garz Walker. Dodzy, how are you getting on this week?
0: I've been pretty good mate I start started new pod. I'm starting a new project.
1: I
2: thought you were about to
1: say you'd start a new podcast then.
0: I'd start a new podcast yeah <laughs> i was gonna leave you and make my own it's like Robbie Williams. Take that <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> you're not <laughs> <laughs> but yeah now i started a new project this this week or so i've uh started growing mushrooms out of my bedroom and very much so i don't want to say too much about it because uh i prefer not to speak it's i prefer not to speak but <laughs> i'm hoping i'm hoping there's going to be some i'm going to have some fruits of my labor after uh, about a month or so so we'll just see about that
1: well you could say that he's a he's a fun guy or hey
0: Oh God! Get oh, out! Jesus, <laughs> no, get
1: out <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See you all next week <laughs> I thought this one was going to have no audio as well. yeah this is the the hour of silence. This is the it? silent one. We actually we had a request to have one with uh with subtitles, so perhaps if we could just do up a transcript for what we were saying and then we'll release it on Spotify with just two hours of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon anyone would read a podcast? Like, No. But not not even as like a... Okay, let me put it like this. Have you seen in an art gallery, there are some proper rubbish paintings that go up that look like a pig could have done, but they sell for millions of quid? If you posed it off as some sort of great artistic expression and like a, a social experiment, I reckon surely some people might.
0: I guess some would. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Like, what, what are you going to prove from that?
1: Yes, yeah,
2: we what is the point?
0: If you want, you would do that for like a magazine interview. If you were like in a magazine or in a paper and you were doing like a interview, you'd write down a transcript and then you could maybe have that as a podcast as well.
1: So what we're saying is that if the tab get in touch or BuzzFeed, you know, reputable journalism sources.
0: Fuck the tab. All my homies hate the tab. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there goes sponsorship there. Oh,
0: but they're so, they're bait. They're just bait. They like want to be clickbait.
1: Walker, how have you been getting on the past week? I've been alright, mate, yeah. I've not really done much, though, to be honest. I've just been relaxing on my days off from work, to be fair. Very nice. Jeff Bezos working you hard still.
2: So hard, mate. Especially in this heat at the minute. It's like a tin can working there. It's
1: horrible. To be fair, mate, it is proper hot now as well. Hottest, hottest day of the year, before record. Hottest day of the year? Fucking hell. Indeed.
2: Today? Or yesterday?
1: Today, apparently.
2: No wonder I'm sweating a tits off, is it?
0: Go back to Jeff Bezos real quick. I found out this week that he doesn't pay, he just pays his parking fee fi, fines. Like, he racks up hundreds and thousands of pounds worth of parking fines and he just pays them off like it's nothing.
1: Well, I mean, it is nothing to him. So, like, <laughs> Yeah, it is nothing to him. <laughs> pennies, isn't it? You just park in the middle of the town centre, just in the pedestrian zone, leave your car there. Who are you, Jeff Bezos? Fine. Like, he lost a he divorce settlement and still the richest man on the planet. Yeah, that's
0: mad. It's just a bit scary that. He's got so much money, he's above the law now. If you think about it, like, if you just... think
2: he, he got all that
1: money, you would have thought he got a hair transplant because
0: <laughs> <laughs> his, his trim's dead,
1: literally dead. To be fair, it wouldn't be the first time, like, because Amazon have become a huge. But I found out this week, completely unrelated note, and a bit of a segue. Apparently, Pepsi used to have genuine military power because the, the, the Russians once, were, once wanted to buy a large shipment of, of Pepsi off them, but they didn't have enough money to just pay for it, the Russian government. They were going to import it in. So, in exchange, they gave a collection of warships and tanks. <laughs> I, I just had no idea. That, that is so, like, Coca Cola wants to bro. <laughs> Want to want to set up a nice little monopoly? Pepsi rocking with the with the Panzer. Just run them over. Exactly. What are you going to do to to fight a tank if you're a, a soda company? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh,
0: was that? Did you find that on YouTube honey chance Hilton? No, I found it on the tabloid. Yeah, uh, for the tab.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Full ah, circle. So, so it
0: is a conspiracy.
1: <laughs> there is also one other thing that I want I want to bring to your attention, lads. Which is, shock horror, this fundamentally sound news-like podcast that is Where's Johnny has missed some information on a previously mentioned conspiracy. No,
2: oh, no. Is it one that I did?
1: No, actually, it's, it's it's the one, well, it's related to the one that I did in, I think it was the first, I can't remember if it was first or second, Area 51. That uh, was the first one, yeah. Well... It turns out that in the midst of coronavirus just devouring the planet, back in April, 27th of April, the Guardian did an article on this. I've, I've double-checked against various things. There was a video that had come out of what could only be described as an unidentified flying object. And um, the the Pentagon have felt the need to clear up that actually they also have no idea what's in the video and have said apparently it is real. I don't know if this is a belated april fools that is absolutely scamming us here which it could well be but alternatively you could view it as the pentagon almost admitting that there might be possibly perhaps aliens where did you say you found this uh, i was actually sent this from a, a loyal listener of the show i'll give him a brief plug it's matthew robinson he's got a delightful twitch account called mr midas does he stream? Yeah, he does. He's got some proper good streams, actually. Can I have some of his bathwater? Well, we can get in touch with him. We'll, <laughs> we'll put a link in the description to his Twitch, and we'll also put a link in the description to his bathwater. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> what a world we live in. I know. So, how have we missed this then? Because I've not even heard about it. Well, I hadn't either. But I could... what what date did we do the first recording? Like, did we was that before we actually did the recording?
0: I'm not sure. I did. I do remember hearing about it. Um, but I think it
1: was a, little, a couple of days after we'd done it. Like,
2: So at the time, you were up to date.
1: Well, if you think about it, all the news has been saying is there's a, a, a global pandemic and a plague. Maybe it's a cover-up. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a conspiracy, but we don't like that word around here. Speaking of conspiracies, we're going to go with Walker. You're going to start us off this week with the batting.
2: I am, yeah. <clears throat> so I normally like ones that have absolutely no chance of being real, but this one shock. I'm absolutely sold on. I haven't heard about this one before, before we mentioned it, briefly, in the Music Week. And it's Paul McCartney's Dead.
0: I thought it might be that one when you were talking before. Like...
2: I'd never even heard about this one before, but I did a bit of digging the other day, and there's actually quite a bit on it that's fairly
1: believable. I'm liking the words fairly believable there. That sounds like concrete evidence.
2: It's possible,
1: put it that way. <laughs> so um, he
2: supposedly died in 1966 and at that point, the Beatles were supposed to be at like the peak of their fame, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, the worst thing that could have happened was one of them dying at that point.
1: It would have been a bit of a shame, really, yeah. So, they covered
2: it up and they replaced Paul McCartney with someone who looked like him and sang like him. You see, that bit sounds a bit a bit dodgy. How would you find someone that looks exactly like him and sings exactly like him? But if you brush over that one, the rest of it's completely sound
1: to be fair they do say actually that somewhere out there in the world there is somebody else who looks pretty much identical to you Mm -hmm. i don't know how the odds work because well I'm, i'm not a mathematician and i won't ever pretend to be but that so far that's not too
2: it's not impossible is it it's not
0: impossible no
1: so the first bit of evidence evidence yeah points
2: towards some of the song lyrics so Have you heard about that thing where if you play songs backwards, there's supposed to be like hidden messages in it.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: On like old records and stuff like that. On a day in the life, supposedly, if you play it backwards, it says, Paul is dead, miss him, miss him.
1: Mm, Well, that's a little bit creepy.
2: It is, isn't it? And then if you play the song in the right way, it's supposed to be played. And then uh, another lyric in Strawberry Fields Forever, right at the end, John Lennon goes, I buried Paul, but supposedly he didn't actually say that and he claims that he says cranberry sauce, but they're two very different things. I've not actually listened to it, but I'm pretty sure I'd know.
0: So is that, is that reference just normal rather than being played backwards then?
2: So that one's just normal. Uh, okay. At the end, and I buried Paul and cranberry sauce, whether you say it in a
1: Scouse accent or not, does not sound the same. If any of the Beatles were gonna we're gonna bump off Paul McCartney or cover up him dying. It it would be John Lennon, wouldn't it? it would be
2: John. It would be. So another thing that crops up is the use of imagery. So on the album Yesterday and Today, the original cover of that, um, the Beatles are like posing with like raw meat and dismembered doll parts or something. Yeah, it's a bit weird. That's supposed to symbolise Paul McCartney's dead body after car crash which is a bit it's a bit grim but it could be another album the Sgt Pepper album if you put a mirror on the words Lonely Hearts on the drum logo that's on there the mirror image of that reads number one one spelled out number one X he die number one one spelled out number one
1: it's a bit weird I mean that's, that, that just sounds like some sort of shitty binary code that does. Mm-hmm.
2: it does doesn't it maybe that means something but I don't know and um, then the Abbey Road album cover, John Lennon's dressed all in white, so like he's leading a funeral. Ringo Starr's dressed all in black, like a mourner. George Harrison's in, in jeans, that supposedly represents a grave digger. And then Paul McCartney's he's barefoot, and some people say, mm-hmm. well, you don't need shoes in the afterlife.
1: It's a good point, too, if you do shoes in the afterlife. Yeah.
2: And I was speaking to Wendy about this. Wendy, shout out Wendy shout out Wendy, she was like, well, I would be daft, what are you on about? Then I told her, she went, well, actually, Paul McCartney, and he was in a band called Wings, wasn't he, afterwards? Yeah. And apparently they go on stage dressed as angels, so, like, oh, okay. maybe that's a kind of... Like a nod to it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just try- they're acknowledging it. It was an Easter egg. Exactly.
1: Has currently alive Paul McCartney actually been asked about this? Or, like, asked about the symbolism potentially thing for Wings? Because... If he was aware of the cons- of the conspiracy theory back that maybe that's the same sort of thing as going into a- into an electrical store and buying a TV if you're blind or not as the case was, like it's sort of you'd do it for the kicks
2: yeah he, I don't I've not found anything to say that he's been asked about it
0: so maybe so it's probably a bit more if it was to be true, he's obviously trying to hide it rather than play it off.
1: I understand, or as much as I'm allowed to understand.
0: I mean, I told I told uh, mum about this one. I think it was after we did the last po- the podcast, the music one. Yeah, because that came up in passing, and she she'd heard about that one before because being an avid Beatles fan back in the day. So it must be like it must be in like people's like what's the word? Uh like minds basically. Yeah, and obviously, must, was there a car crash? Was there an actual car crash? Because I I heard that that was how. He died, like, in the car crash.
2: Yeah, he died in a car crash, but I don't know if the car crash actually happened, but I can't see there not being a car crash. i okay. just saying that. I presume there was a car crash and they're just saying he's watertight
1: alive. Having a car crash is sort of... It's one of the easy-get-out-of-jail-free cards, isn't it? Like, if you're going to say that somebody's died, then you don't need to know... Like, a car crash happens every day. It's not that outlandish. So you could pass that off as happening. Tell
0: that. could tell that to Diana.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they're after us. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. That's so bad. I just realised what he said. You're gonna get a cease and desist letter from the royal family.
0: Yeah. Well, they're gonna. We have the police come round. Uh. Mate,
1: they're not gonna send the police round. They'll send round like fifteen hundred beef eaters. CIA. <laughs> they're too concerned with birds. It'll be the royal guard
0: Imagine if you just send round like Philip or uh, Charles.
1: <laughs> we're looking for Mister Thomas Dodds. Where is he? The little sparkling chap. <laughs> I love Prince Philip. What a human being. Have you ever watched um, The Windsors?
0: I did after you recommended it to me for a bit.
1: Charles kills me in that. I'm disappointed that we don't get don't get any of uh, Liz and and Philip in that because they'd be down to a T suited to that sort of a programme. Oh yeah. They should have had I don't know if it's ended but they could have had a cameo right at the end with a real royal family just bowling up. A crossover action.
0: Yeah I reckon could I get like Harry in on it? I reckon Harry would do it now. In his Nazi uniform.
1: <laughs> you are gunning for the royal family. Hello. Destroy the monarchy. You unhappy about the way William flies a helicopter.
0: Nah, I'm just like I'm just bored. I just need someone to go out, you know.
2: Fellas, I've just found something that absolutely shits on it from Paul McCartney himself.
0: Back to the back to the back to the source.
2: Yeah. So supposedly he confirmed that the Paul is dead clues in all the songs and the album covers were deliberately planted in 1966, and it was all an idea from
1: Brian Epstein. Epstein, that's what he says. Is 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 that any is that any relation to to Jeffrey Jeffrey? Because I've got to be honest, if it is, I'm not sure I'm willing to take his word for it. Didn't didn't he kill himself? <laughs> no, he definitely didn't kill himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: another one that needs addressing in like a full special episode because that bloody well didn't happen he had a full pyramid scheme going on domestic abuse all, all under the guise of a mass. like honestly watch the Netflix documentary it's just it's so
0: fucked. I've seen clips of it because uh, Jess was uh, watching it while she was up here but I wasn't really that interested I was more interested
1: in YouTube to be fair but it's well well worth a watch I, I, would, I would thoroughly recommend it and the description is currently getting too full of links with Mr. Midas' Twitch, your home address, the, the, the royal, something to do with the Royal Family, and now also the Netflix documentary.
0: Mate, as I said, it's just another cog in the ever-turning wheel. <laughs> so it's all meshing together.
1: So, having found that piece of information out, Walker, do you now believe it less, or do you not think that that would be a conspiracy to cover up the conspiracy?
2: I don't know, because... Apparently between the four of them they had to decide who was the one that was gonna fake their own death. And supposedly Ringo and George weren't willing to do it. Yeah,
0: people would care less.
2: <laughs> exactly. And although John Lennon apparently thought it'd be a, a fabulous idea to fake his own death, I suppose he, he he got what he wanted in the end, didn't he really? But never mind. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be so bad. <laughs>
2: Um, supposedly they decided that, that killing off uh, John Lennon wouldn't have been a good idea. One, because he was the most popular. And two, because people would suspect that he had faked his own death as like a practical joke. But everyone thought that Paul McCartney was a bit dim and wouldn't have the intelligence to fake his own death.
0: Well, I mean, he is from Liverpool, so...
2: <laughs> he does anything. They're all from Liverpool. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if I believe it any more or less because of that. I still think there's definitely potential for
1: it. I'm not thrown off by virtue of that piece, of <coughs> as I choke. It's got the Ronnie, big Ronnie. Apologies, boys. I'm gonna have a quick, a quick sip of my of my chug jug.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that noise is going right through me. That's horrible.
1: <laughs> right, I'm not particularly thrown off, back. by that piece of information because I think that the 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 evidence outside of it speaks for itself that their knowledge of it would only make me more suspicious rather than less. Sus- I'm a big fan of the double bluff.
0: I think it's pretty believable. Like, if the car crash, which I'm pretty sure it is, w- did happen, there's like grounds for it to uh to be real. Also, like the Beatles are like the Beatles are sort of known for being like being like that, being a bit like mystical, having that having a bit of aura about them, bit bit of legend about them, and like all the they would be people who would like look into like what the connotations of different things on their album covers mean and would like put thought into that I think from like a, a totally artistic perspective. So yeah, I think it's totally plausible that that's true. However I don't know I don't know why he wouldn't it's like years after it happened, so like I don't know why he just wouldn't like, you know, just give up the game really.
1: Well I suppose you couldn't admit it at this point because like he's been living off being Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, he must suppose, have surely yeah. committed some sort of identity theft by this point. And that would just raise questions as to whether he did actually die in a car crash or whether maybe some of the other Beatles killed him. Mm, yeah. If we put it to a vote, the traditional way will prevail. Walker, are you in are you in favour of this theory? I think it's real,
0: yeah. I I'm like, don't want to say it's real, but I want to say that it's plausible if you get me. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't believe it, but I want to say it's like plausible. Yeah. I think yeah. it's one of the more plausible ones we talked about on to be fair.
1: I think that's where I'm at with it. It could well be real, but I guess I don't really know cuz I've never been a massive Beatles fan, but obviously I like a few of the songs and want that they're a great cultural influence, but I wouldn't know enough about mm-hmm. Them to be able to go. Oh yeah, clearly something changed. So I suppose more information required. But you've you've not dissuaded me, Walker.
0: I also just don't don't really get like the motives behind it. If you get me.
2: Well, they just wanted people to keep keep
0: being the Beatles. Do you think? You think you think one of their members' deaths would get like would be like big uh, big money though? Do you not think? So if we just like, I don't know. I know they they weren't like it's different times totally. But if you take. Joy Division, when Ian Curtis died in Joy Division. The rest of the band still went on and made millions of pounds afterwards when they reformed as New Order. So you you'd think like, I don't know, maybe they just didn't Maybe just because, like, the music industry wasn't as big in the 60s. It was just, like, sort of kicking off, really, like, for mainstream music and that. But yeah, I just, I just guess I don't really see the motives. I'd, I'd think it would be bigger money if they said one of them did die and then they, like.
1: Well, that worked with Michael Jackson, didn't it? When Michael Jackson died, there was a massive influx of people buying, buying his records.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've also got to think of someone else who's on the plane of the Beatles. So if you take, I don't know, XXX Tentacion, like, he became so. Much more popular after after he died. Pretty much, I thought you we were gonna laugh at that. That was that was quite funny. I thought George,
1: just to pop <laughs> in like a studio audience laugh, like just applause and like <laughs> Canned laughter, <laughs> but like on Friends.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Christ, I thought that was quite funny. I thought you were gonna ridicule me for saying that. X, 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 Tentacion was on the same plane as the Beatles. But...
1: I'm, not, I'm not saying he, he was on the same plane as the Beatles, but I thought the point that you were about to make seemed fairly logical.
0: Oh, shit. I was going for the joke. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, now that your point's down the toilet, um, I suppose we, 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 we've we got to we'll at some point move on. And um, I think all I can say is you've, you've done a cracking job with, with bringing that conspiracy to the front walker. Um, nobody's actively said that they're out, so I'll tell you what we will have, Dodzy, We'll have your conspiracy theory next.
0: Hey, um all right, so it's not really it's not really one conspiracy theory. it's an amalgamation, quite a few, and just discussing how they how it sort of how they manifest themselves so unless you've been i mean living under like a metaphorical rock in recent times, you will have noticed that we're currently in a global pandemic. The big Ronnie is sweeping the land infecting infecting all the old, old biddies. <laughs> Um, some people just didn't totally deny that it's not real. And it's quite an un- unknown situation, really. Nothing like this has happened in our living, in anyone's like sort of living memory, really. Last time it re- something of this scale happened was 1918 with the Spanish flu. So everyone's a bit sort of up in the air. No one really knows what's going on. No one really knows what a coronavirus is. Or did, or did at the start. So there was a lot at the start. There was a lot of confusion, all that panic buying in that. But it also led to a lot of uh, conspiracies coming out. Some favorites are that 5G towers cause coronavirus.
1: A real classic.
0: Bill Gates is a jet working on a vaccine, coronavirus vaccine. But this vaccine actually contains microchips to tag people with so, they c- so he can keep surveillance on them. Another Bill Gates one is uh, the masks. The mask thing is to cover up from uh, facial recognition software and all this sort of stuff.
1: I've not heard the two about Bill Gates. No, I haven't heard anything about Bill Gates either.
0: I think I've been spending too much time on Reddit. I think the thing is the Amer- Americans have like an absolute um, a bit of an obsession with Bill Gates. So just a bit of a sidetrack, really. If you think about, saw a post on Reddit. It was like, if you're Bill Gates, imagine becoming like a uh, you become like a million millionaire and then a billionaire and then you've used a lot he's probably out of all the billionaires in the world he's probably the one who's used his money in the in the best way if you get me he's he's the one who's given back most and then imagine being him and he's done all this good and then he goes oh i think i'll just pop on the internet people are take just absolutely ripping the piss out of him saying that they He's doing all this because he wants to control everybody with mind chips and facial recognition and blah blah blah.
1: Basically, I wouldn't mind being controlled. Like, if, if anyone was going to take over the world, like Bill Gates or Tom Hanks.
2: Not Tom Hanks. Not Tom Hanks. So, do
1: you also not like Bill Gates? I'm impartial on Bill Gates, to be honest. I don't really care. Oh, okay, so you're alright with him controlling everything, but not not Tim Hanks. Tim Hanks, Tom Hanks, Hom Hanks, all of them.
0: Tom Hanks is Woody from Toy Story, there.
2: Yeah, I don't like him either.
0: Getting back to the serious stuff, so it's quite easy, I find. Well, I, I I've probably been um, an example of doing this. Really, you might suspect that all these cor- all these different crazy um, conspiracy theories, such as Albanians being genetically resistant to coronavirus. Where has this been? That's one one thing. That's one of the ones that people have been saying. Like not heard that either. It's been it's been it's been around. Like and is it uh, true? Obviously, it's not. It's
2: anything is possible.
0: So you might all these theories by going around i sort of thought that uh that these cor- these conspiracies were all just a product of the st- the day and age we live in where anyone can post any old shit on the internet and people like oh yeah that sounds good and then uh, just like run with it but After being on the internet for a different reason, I came across an article which went into detail of uh, conspiracy theories from um, past pandemics as well. So it's not... The thing I found interesting was that the conspiracies surrounding pandemics, it isn't just a new thing. It's been happening for hundreds and hundreds of years beforehand. So if we go back again, as I mentioned before, to the uh, 1918 pandemic of Spanish flu, quite a few people thought that it, it came from... No one was really sure where it came from in the first place because we didn't have all these tracking uh, technologies like we do today. But quite a few people thought that it originated in Germany and was like another, another way that they could get back after the war, the big, the big World War I that just happened. And then if we go back a bit further, we go back to the uh, Black Death
1: nothing happened in between just, just no history there it's is a no long history. way
0: nothing happened no <laughs> just a few co- cholera uh, pandemics Well i couldn't really find much on that. on them but if we go back to like the black death people thought that it was because the jews had uh poisoned the wells so they decided to go and kill a load of jews basically
1: why what's the motive i'm not sure um. <laughs> Why did anti Semitism exist? Like, the fact that you don't understand how that was a thing is probably a good thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true, I guess.
0: Okay, so I've, I think I've found the, uh, the piece here. So this was ju- in uh, Italy. Italy and the Europe. It says uh, a geezer called Carlo Ginzburg uh, wrote an account of persecutions against lepers and Jews in the 14th century France. And he says that rumor has it, according on behalf of Muslim. Jews acted on behalf of the Muslim prince Grenada and had bribed leopards so they would contaminate public fountains and wells in order to kill Christians.
1: Okay, so that that is quite the conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jews and Muslims
2: teamed up?
0: They teamed up with the leopards. I'm
2: not buying that one. No. <laughs>
0: no. well i mean it was 14th century france like and the french have been uh, if you ever what if you ever like learned about the french revolution the french are a bit they're mental they are mental like so yeah this this trend of people creating conspiracy theories to uh try and explain pandemics has has been around a lot longer than you may suspect and like as as i was beforehand i thought this was just like a cooking pot of the, the sort of sign of the times like, as I said before, people putting shit up, people agreeing with it. But obviously, when people can't explain what's happening, they are likely to make up um,
1: stories on it. There was something that I was... It might have been a YouTube video that I was watching. Because in society, religion is becoming less common than it once was, the, go- the go-to the go explanation for things we didn't understand at one point was it's God's will. Do you think then, maybe because of that? I know you say it's not entirely due to this, but because of the growth of the the audience you can get through the internet mm-hmm. maybe there's more cause now for somebody to go we can't understand someone so insert mad barmy conspiracy theory shit here and that's just that has just superseded
0: yeah i think i think as um i mean a lot of these conspira these these modern conspiracies they obviously come from people the, the public there's two sectors you've got you've got the the public and you've got the science sector which is of, which is where most of this information about what we should what we uh should be doing has come from obviously and i think one of the main problems with science is that it's not very accessible to like i don't know to like
1: yeah your average jerk the
0: general the general general man on the street if you get me there's not many people who have like a knack for uh telling science so a lot of a lot of the scientists they're very good at their job but if you get them up on a stage or they have to do like a press conference or something, obviously not going to be very good at that because they were trained in science. They weren't trained in like presenting facts. So there's, I know there seems to be a very, very few people Mm -hmm. in that middle, middle lane who, translate the facts to to the public basically the only the only like good good example i can think of someone who would do like something like that would be al gore who um has been very vocal on the environment environmental uh, issues after he uh after he got out of the politics sort of side of things so i think yeah i mean when you think about that coupled with just the unknowingness of the situation people are going to start trying to make make up stuff in their heads and put blame on people to try and make themselves feel a bit better as well like it's obviously a very stressful and anxious time at the minute you i mean you can't even see what's happening and i think that's one of the, another large thing you can't you can't see this disease you can't it's not it doesn't physically you can't it yeah the only time it physically manifests itself is if someone's infected and you can't see what's happening basically so i think a lot of people are quite scared about that like and if if you think about it fundamentally, it's an invisible force that could just take you down and ruin your life, basically, if not
1: end it. And there's like there's an innate human quality that makes you want to rationalize the bits that you don't understand. Of that as well, isn't it? Yeah. So when you can't see something, you you kind of reason it in terms that you do understand, so that you can almost give it a mental image.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and um, while a lot of these poli- a lot of these uh, conspiracy theories have definitely been influenced by like state of the world as well. It's like obviously through history people have been trying to explain and put blame on people for um for these diseases i mean even like even in the early stages, Trump has been labeling china as the the causer of the disease and he's been he's called it several times the Chinese virus and i mean if you you could flip that you could also flip that on its head where where the um the chinese government have yeah. On some occasions, been calling it a U.S. U.S. pneumonia, American pneumonia, or
1: something like that. They almost just seem to go, "Oh well, if you're going to blame us, we'll blame you."
0: Yeah, pretty much. So
2: how can they do that though, when it actually originated in China? Like it started in China.
1: So how can they flip their head? I suspect they probably would have argued something like maybe an American citizen brought it in or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah, or something like, "Oh, it's just the Americans trying to uh, ruin our society," or something like that. I think it was. I think it, that came about after. After China had like tra- like almost cleared it up, if you get me, so like they they were probably in the stage we are now, coming out of lockdown, and then like there's people coming in who may do who may have the virus.
2: Yeah, because they've got a, a second wave at I the moment, haven't they?
0: There's going to be a bit of paranoia about who's who might have it, who's coming into the country, what have you. There's times when like people like the Chinese were just chucking out black people who. look like they came from america like not even not even americans how
2: can you look like you come from
1: america it's just like cultural appropriation apparently they don't have a word for i'm pretty confident it was racism they didn't have a word for it in in mandarin because in in that part of 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 asia the only people that most chinese people come into contact with Mm -hmm. are surrounding countries and they don't see really western looking people all that often so if you go on holiday Mm -hmm. to china and you're fair haired white skin then people stop you and have photographs with you a mate of mine went over and random strangers were coming up to them and asking for photographs
0: yeah yeah that that's happened for me twice actually the people chinese people stopped me and asked for photographs once once when i was uh in Leicester for the open day, some kid asked me if once when I was in New Zealand, some Chinese tourists like, said if they could have a photograph of me and then sort of like linked arms and then started stroking the hair on my arm. It was a bit
1: weird. Wait, so, so this wasn't even in, in China? This has happened to you?
0: No, it wasn't even in China, no. To wrap it up, I guess, like like creating conspiracy theories is to try and explain something unusual or often frightening, stressful maybe. And when they don't have the information to do that, that's how these uh, conspiracy theories arise.
1: As a premise, I'm fully on board with that. I agree with you. What are your thoughts, Walker? Dead. Are you there are you there, Alex? Is he dead? That that that's that's alright. We'll just we'll crop this bit when we're editing.
2: Yeah, I think so. yeah, my mic went again, hang on. Uh, leave it in if you aren't quite funny
1: i suppose it is almost a bit of a
2: tradition this happened every week hasn't it
1: makes my job easier in editing it as well gotta leave
2: it in there now me just disappear
1: yeah so what are your thoughts walker i'm sold on it has put forward a great argument where are you at on this
2: i'm also sold on it to be honest i think like you said it's just people start saying these completely illogical conspiracy theories because they can't explain what's going on and why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Which, it makes sense, because people always want an answer for something they can't explain. Yeah. Otherwise, they just get scared and confused.
1: Very thought-provoking, it? Yeah,
2: no, I'm, I'm sold.
1: Yeah, we've gone quite serious. A responsible, active, reliable Where's Johnny podcast. I'll tell you what isn't uh, Facts and Logic, though. Our next feature. facts and the logic. Repeat listeners of the show will have heard about it. What is our next feature? It's a, a little event called Gentleman's Corner. And might I say, this week, I have uh, I've put some serious thought at various times in the shower into these questions. I, I, can't, I can't wait to hear what you boys have got to say about, about the inevitability of the turning wheel of Gentleman's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally shaking with excitement. Dodzy. you, you say that we're, we're all cogs in, in an ever-turning wheel. Uh, in other words, yeah. the turning is spinning. And uh, therefore, what I'd like to know in regards to the first one: who would win the fight, a clockwise spinning silverback gorilla or a counterclockwise spinning Baboom? Thoughts?
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know if uh, the view, the uh, listeners won't know, but I'm quite into my uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and I quite like playing as Donkey Kong. And one of his uh, attack moves is he does a spinning like flying attack where he comes, he like jumps up, and he spins spins his arms out and it does m- immense damage. So I can imagine like a
1: gorilla actually doing that.
0: Now, if we're going to, with respect to the baboon, the gorilla's got, I think the gorilla's got the weight on him. Uh,
1: yeah, quite considerably so.
0: Yeah, so we're going for like an average gorilla versus an average baboon. I think he's got the weight to him and therefore he's got more force in
1: his, if they're, are they spinning at the same speed or are they... Uh... The baboon is capable of spinning faster but obviously the silverback gorilla has got a significant weight and strength advantage.
0: Yes. So I think I think the gorilla will win. Because just because of the size and the weight. And I quite like gorillas. And also because of the uh Donkey Kong reference from uh, Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Because there's no baboon in Super Smash Bros. Brawl. And if he was more powerful, they would put some guy called, I don't know,
1: like Donkey Baboon. Whether or not they're in Super Smash Bros sides, whether or no, not no. in gentleman's corner. Pretty much, yeah. Um I'm doing a bit of research. Give me a sec. So what, what, what are you actually
2: looking up, there? How fast a baboon is.
1: Are you talking sprinting? Like, vertical leap? Just top speed. Hang on. We'll, 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 ha- we'll have a look, because, I mean, I suppose if it was spinning, then it would have to have a limit at some point.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Or maybe it can go... Because we're not talking, like, Sonic the Hedgehog spinning. We're talking, like, flailing its arms around in a windmill-like fashion. Oh,
2: I've found it. Don't worry. Oh,
1: excellent news. How fast can a baboon go, then?
2: Um, so a baboon's top speed, in a straight line or not, is 30 miles an hour.
1: 30 miles an
2: hour? A gorilla's top speed is 25 miles an hour. We can effectively say that's pretty even. So then I decided to look at the mass. Mm. Western gorilla, 160 kgs. Eastern gorilla, 150 kegs. So let's just say 155.
1: That's a fair weight.
2: I'm going to take the heaviest end of a baboon. Is an olive baboon which can reach up to 37 kilograms. But it could also be the smallest. It can also be 10. (laughs) Oh, dear. So I'm then presuming the gorilla is far stronger than the baboon and if you've done gcsepe you'll know the power is strength times speed therefore the gorilla is going to generate a lot more and ultimately just crush the baboon
1: <laughs> i think it will i hope considering you you've, you've done yeah. the science quite literally there you, you have crunched the numbers and i don't see how we have much of an argument against not only the fact that the the gorilla is included somewhat in, in Super Smash Bros. But mathematically, there it doesn't appear any way in which a baboon... It's impossible. It, it is impossible. So uh, there's actually a definitive winner in the first one in a uh, Gentleman's Corner this week. There is. Round of applause for that. My second question for you is also including animals of some degree. But I suppose the, the, the first party is so much more than an animal to me. I want to know who you think would win between Admiral Akbar or an all-night or you can eat seafood buffet. It's a trap. Yeah, is it? It's like man versus food.
0: Is the seafood buffet sentient, or is it like? So is it going to be scrapping with the uh, the lobster? Is the lobster going to come alive and scrap it all? Does it is it him eating
1: the seafood buffet? Would Admiral would Admiral Akbar be able to clear out an all night all you can eat seafood buffet? He looks a bit like a fish though. So is this kind of well? This is this is my moral dilemma mm. in the the seafood buffet. He's got to choose his own lobsters. So they're in the tanks, they're alive. So it's technically a fight to the death, but it would be cannibalism. So would there be some sort of biological complication, maybe? I don't know. We've never put this to the test before. I
2: think he'll know it's
1: a trap.
0: Because it looks quite like a fish, as Alec rightly said, he looks quite like a fish. I don't think he's going to eat a
2: lot of it. I don't, I don't think he'll bother. He won't even attempt it.
0: But then again, he might just scram the whole
1: thing. <laughs> some say it was a deleted scene.
2: For... But then you can also say that he could say that he didn't realise it was a trap until too late then go, oh, shit, and then lose. It's an interesting
1: moral dilemma.
0: Yeah, brand sponsored by Disney. There's a chance.
1: Oh, uh, I'm not a fan of Disney. I'm not going to lie. Like. There we go. Disney won't be sponsoring us. We can cross them off the list. There we go. For what, for what it counts, I thought Admiral Atbar would begin consuming the seafood buffet and then succumb to some sort of biological complication given that he was eating creatures too similar to himself. Much in the same way that if you give chickens KFC, that's not really all that great for them. Mm-hmm. If you're saying it's an all-you-can-eat buffet, surely there's no end to it. Yeah, but all-you-can-eat's one of those like it's a lie, basically.
0: That's true. How are you, you going to defeat it if it's all-you-can-eat?
1: Well, I'm not. I can't defeat an all-you-can-eat buffet. Well, they've got to kick you out at some point. How long have you stayed in a Chinese buffet? But maybe you could. Maybe you could just keep munching. Do they say stop and he wins? If you, if Admiral Atbar could consume quite feasibly three times his body weight in an all-you-can-eat seafood buffet in one sitting then he would have defeated the all-you-can-eat seafood buffet we'll go with that okay
0: this puts a totally different spin on things he's got that he's got quite a big like pouch under his mouth so i reckon he'll be able to store a lot of food in there
1: yeah but let, let, let me put that into context so i weigh 86 kilos that's like me consuming 258 kilograms of food in one sitting. <laughs> like, th- this is an astonishing amount.
0: Yeah, but did this happen a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away? As long
1: as it's not so far ago, so far. i <laughs> oh, fuck that, haven't I? As, as long as there were seafood buffets, then it's okay.
0: I was watching The Mandalorian just this week, and there, there was an episode where they were all just scranning shrimp, so like. Space shrimp. It must happen.
1: Well, there definitely are fish in Star Wars because there's that bit in the Phantom Menace, isn't there, where Qui-Gon's like, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. And then there's the, quite frankly, behemoth shark. Yeah. So you'd imagine there's some form of seafood buffet.
0: It's just chopped up. It's just Jar Jar Binks all chopped up. Have we got a body weight for Admiral
1: Ackbar yet?
2: It's not yet complete. So I've had to go with the height of Admiral Ackbar first because I couldn't find the weight. Supposedly, he's 1.8 metres, so he's about six foot which I wasn't expecting, but never mind. It supposedly is the same height as Lando Clarissian. Mm. Um, so then I looked at the closest counterpart that I could find to him, which is a lobster, Right, is about 25 to 50 centimetres. So let's say it's 50 centimetres. Okay. That's a long way off 180. And if mm. you take the weight of... The average weight of a lobster is five and a half kilograms. Okay.
1: It'd be quite light, though, wouldn't he? That'd be really light. Yeah, but you're not accounting for like width, volume. You're just counting for height. So he's three lobsters, well, just over three lobsters tall. Uh, but then, how wide is he? Uh, that's tough. Because so what if he's out of shape? What's his circumference of his stomach? Probably a couple of lobsters wide. He can't be a hundred centimeters <laughs> wide. Maybe around. Maybe circumference.
0: Uh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then we've got to work out volume now. If you fit maybe four in his stomach, a couple in his
2: legs each. It's a lot, isn't it? It is quite a lot. You know what? Scrap it. I don't think he could eat three times his body weight, whatever that may be. It's too much. So is that three victories for the seafood buffet?
0: It is. It's a bit too much for me. Even though he is from a a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, he's a... I don't think he's, like, superhuman. I don't think he's got superhuman scrannish powers. (laughs)
2: Scrannish
1: powers. (laughs) I like that. He's not got the digestive system for it, I don't think. He doesn't have the minerals. Which brings me on then, after that crushing victory for the, the all-night, all-you-can-eat seafood buffet, to our final question. And it's a humdinger. So, I want to know who would win in a fight. A fight to the death between a man who can successfully eat a round tree's fruit pastel without chewing it or an elephant seal. <laughs> there's a, there's, there is a caveat to this. The man is armed with a bag one of those ones you can buy at the cinema, are fruit pastels, but nothing else. So we're not introducing nuclear warheads. He's just got his bag of fruit pastels. The elephant seal is armed with nothing but its own appendages. And the territory is the part land, part water enclosure at SeaWorld. Thoughts?
0: Well, again, we're going to have to go back to weight. And I think the the elephant seal has got the weight on him. However, if this man is an experienced pastel chewer, but also an experienced seal clubber. I'm just wondering, is this man Andrew Hoare? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, I love that. If he is Andrew Hoare, who has, who has, who does, and it's main, it's very, it's very, very well known that former All Black Andrew Hoare <laughs> has experience in clubbing seals. Therefore, I think he would become, he would be,
1: he would might match the elephant seal. And here goes our un- our endorsement from the NRU. <laughs> because because,
0: <laughs> because he has he's got the experience, but he's also being a being a former All Black, he's also got quite a lot of power in him, I reckon. He's he's probably quite he can hold his own against an elephant seal, even if he's usually I don't know, even if he usually likes to club a, a, fir- a smaller baby fur seal or the like.
1: When when was this that he was accused? Because I remember hearing about this, but I can't remember when the accusations were. Oh, it was, it was a while ago, like... Because he was an all-black in, all black in the, the late 2000s to early 2010s. Yeah. Actually, maybe longer than that. Maybe longer than that. If I had to guess, I'd guess about 2004 to about thirteen. Mm-hmm. I imagine, if we assume that... Andrew Hoare can consume a round tree's fruit pastel without chewing. We can we can import him into this scenario, yes.
0: It says it says it was two thousand and five when he was convicted.
1: So he wasn't quite at the peak of his powers at that stage, but no he he will have been an all black by then. Yeah, here we go. I've just got it he he played for the all blacks between two thousand yeah. and two and two thousand thirteen. So the New Zealand rugby union did potentially have a man mm-hmm. capable of killing an elephant seal playing for him in two thousand and five. But how would he deal with the territory? Because, I mean, the land is obviously in his favour. Yeah. But the water, I'm not backing him in, in the aquatic condition.
0: Um, I think he's definitely spent a, he spent a little bit of his time at the beach, obviously. He might be quite skilled.
2: I've taken a completely different slant on this to you. So I initially wanted to go down the weight I did at did, but then I realised an elephant seal can supposedly get up to 4,000 kilograms. <laughs> I didn't realise they were that big. It's huge. That's out of the question. My next line of thought went to the fruit pastels. Now I'm not bothered whether he can eat one without chewing it. I don't care. It's tough. I
1: respect him. <laughs> I'm moving on.
2: I actually started thinking about the bag
1: of it. Right. Okay. The plastic. Is it just a? It's a normal size bag you get at the cinema. So? Yeah, literally, like the sort of one that you'd be charged about a million pounds for. Yeah. Yeah, and and that
2: for me would be enough here to use as a weapon. Okay. So. Mm-hmm thought well what kind of foods do elephant seals eat can they eat a big amount of sugar or are they gonna die like i did some digging and went on mammal anatomy and illustrated guide by marshall cavendish corporation <laughs> <laughs> uh, on google books and found the diet of seals contains plenty of fats and proteins but almost no carbohydrates and that's a sticking point here <laughs> They do not receive sugars by direct breakdown of dietary carbohydrates. So if you're giving them a fuckload of fruit pastels covered in sugar on the outside and then sugar in the actual sweet itself, I don't think they've got the capability to break it down. I think they're just going to die.
1: So are you predicting massive heart attack? Yeah. artery's going to get clogged up. How is he going to feed it? Is he going to force feed them pastels or is he going to befriend it versus a sort of ploy? He's just going to pepper it with them and see how many he can get in his mouth. I mean, to be fair to you, that's outside the box thinking. I was... When you mentioned the bag, I thought maybe you were going to try and use it in some way to get him to choke on the bag, which was my first thought with regards to giving mm-hmm. the man a weapon. Mm. Well, I did think of that, but then we are drastic on plastic, so... Thank you, Thomas Booth. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it is an interesting proposition that the elephant seal might die as a result of a sugar overdose. It is actually an argument that I'm, I'm fairly persuaded by, to be honest, that if... We're going to start calling him Andrew Hawke. If he could successfully get the seal to consume a full packet, a full family bag of Roundtree's fruit pastels, then I suspect you're probably right. However, my thought is that if the seal was aware of the fact that this was a fight to the death, it would obviously have some level of sentience and would get the job done in the first few minutes of the game. And it would keep its mouth closed. Mm -hmm. Professional rugby player or not, you might be able to hold up a scrum, but you can't hold up an elephant seal, so... Uh, I, I'm afraid I am still backing the, the elephant seal.
2: Elephant
0: seal, yeah,
1: he's definitely got the way Yeah, I
2: would back it unless it consumes the fruit pastels.
1: The seal wins unless Andrew Hoare is able to to tempt it with some confectionaries of the finest order. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, after that, quite frankly, stunning set of logic displayed from both of you throughout Gentleman's Court, it is actually time for us to, to bid farewell to each other for another podcast and farewell to our listeners. Thank you very much for joining us for this length of time yet again. We'll be back in however long it takes to to record a new episode. So thanks for tuning in and we'll be with you next time. Bye. Bye.